Welcome, beautiful souls. You are tuned in to Love Human, Be Spirit. With us, I'm Amy, a 3-5 emotional manifester, right angle, cross of Eden. And I'm Monique, a 1-4 splenic projector, right angle cross of the vessel of love. And we'd love to invite you to join us while we talk all things human and spirit through the lens of human design. We'd like to offer you inspiration, information, and lived experiences while we're on this human ride together. So buckle up or don't, your choice. We're here to celebrate your uniqueness and our own and offer a perspective that allows us to lean into what makes us special, what makes us human. So let's do it. Get ready to laugh, cry, and everything in between. And we plan to have a lot of fun along the way. Hello, hello. Welcome back again to another episode of Love Human, Be Spirit, where we talk all things uh, human design through the lived experiences that we take in on an everyday basis. And today is no different. We are excited to share some of our lived experiences. How are you today, Monique? I'm good. Thanks for the intro, Amy, as always. I love your intros. And um, welcome back, everybody that's listening. We're excited to be back talking to you about more human design things and other human and spiritual things, um, but uh, mostly human design things. And today we're going to be talking about how we use human design in our everyday existence, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. I think um, you, Monique, <clears throat> you and I both have been getting some feedback of, you know, just um, gosh, you guys, you know, talk about things, and I don't know exactly, you know, exactly what you're talking about. And what we felt really called when we started this together was to talk about everything that we can learn in design, you know, through our lived experiences, and, and we're not, we're not going to stop doing that. And so we thought today we share while we've been on our learning journey, you know, how we have started. And now it's kind of like, you know, how we start to do one thing is how we do everything, how we have allowed it to integrate into our everyday lives. And for me, in some instances, it's without even thinking about it, because it's just part of who I am and what I do now. And so when I have people uh, talking to me, because I was back home last week and, you know, visiting with people I hadn't seen for a while, and they were all excited about the podcast and we love that feedback. So thank you all for sharing, you know, that it's landing for you and that you're enjoying it. And just remember that if you're uncertain about some things, you know, this is an opportunity for you to get curious on your own, but we both obviously are here to support you. And as we've said, we have a community of people that, um, could also be of support to learn more. But today we just really want to talk about how we use this great information in our everyday lives. And we've sprinkled that in, in all of our episodes, but this one today, we're just going to be really intentional and uh, whatever comes up is what we know is we're meant to share. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. So uh, human design in every day, in our everyday lives, this is such a great topic and this is such a great way for us to uh, like Amy was saying, help help you understand what it is we're talking about when we get carried away in our human design <laughs> ramblings sometimes or tangents. Um, and there's always stuff we know and we trust and, and we know that there's always something to be gained there, even for the listeners that may not 
fully understand every word we're saying or every sentence, trust that you're getting something from the words. Trust that you're listening to these stories and your brain, your mind is taking stuff in, in a way that is going to serve you some way. Trust that like some of the, I mean, know that because I know that, I know Amy knows that. And, the, and because we've learned this stuff, <clears throat> we've started to live our human design as we're still learning it. That's what you're kind of meant to do with this information, right? So we understand the process of starting to use this while still learning it. And um, I remember learning, a, 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 both of us are very self-studied to, to a large degree. And I remember learning things before I fully understood what I was learning. Do you remember that feeling, Amy? Oh my goodness, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I just want you listeners that are like, and, and I thank you, Amy's people back home that gave us that amazing feedback because she did communicate that with me. And thank you everyone that's giving us feedback because fee fee I love feedback. Okay. My one line loves feedback. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> I just, I wanted to say thank you quickly, but yeah, I think that this is a great opportunity for us to, to um, uh, allow you guys to, to let, to let you know that we get it because we, uh, we felt that too, for sure. Uh, especially when first learning some of these concepts and, and theories or whatever you want to call them uh, when when first learning the system and and the and the language around it there was that there was this like I was learning words and hearing things and I didn't fully understand some of them but my mind and my brain was taking it in because what happened is now now that I started learning more um I'm like oh yeah I remember learning that and um I have I have right arrows my two top arrows are right which what that means guys is that my receptive mind is taking in all the time so if you're if you also have receptive arrows out there and you're listening to this podcast you're taking some stuff in that you might not even consciously be aware of trust that know mm -hmm. that that's what I'm telling you today so in like a couple months, if you're still playing around with this information or, or have grown more in it or, or are experimenting with it, you might remember something that you heard months ago on this podcast. And now you, it's like, click, oh my gosh, that makes sense. I totally, and, and then you maybe you go back and listen to it again and like, you know, confirm the fact that you know now what we're talking about. And that's a really cool feeling. But yeah, I just wanted to uh, ramble on about that for a minute <laughs> for everyone out there. So that you can just fully understand that this is a process and that's, you know, we're hoping today to give you specific little examples from our life that has made that process more um, integratable. Is that yes. a word? I don't know. We can make up anything we want here, Monique. We can call Thank anything you. we want. We Thank can do whatever you. the fuck we want. Remember, that's what we're here for. Thank you. I love that. Yes. Okay, go on. I, I think, you know, one of the things that I really want to highlight here is there's no wrong way to do this. There's no wrong way. Believing that it has to be a certain way, um, I'm going to invite you to let that go. And you, you said something completely beautiful in our relationship episode where you referenced that when we were learning things as we we're learning things, there's some things that you can truly just, even though the words are weird, human design words are weird, right? You can really be intuitive as to what that might mean for you. And I had somebody give me feedback on that. So that's what, you know, I remembered hearing that too. And that, that was just like permission to be like, okay, you know, when we went to school, it was this way. It had to be this. 
this is the meaning that's given to it. We're not allowed to use our intuition to, and we are inviting you to let that go. And while there is some specificity to the gajillion layers to this beautiful system, I don't want any of our beautiful listeners to be like, oh my God, it's so massive. I'll never take it all in. Okay. We've said multiple times, if there's only one thing that you want to learn, we've invited you that that's your energy type. And that information alone could be enough for any one person out there. And so if you're really wanting to get curious about how's one way I can use this in my life every single day, it's knowing your energy type. And that is of such critical importance. Mm -hmm. That is something for me that I have shared already in this podcast, where it was just like tears were rolling down because I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense as a manifester. You know, what I was learning about my energy type felt like a warm blanket, felt like home, but mm. I had been resisting it for so long, trying to quote unquote, fit in to what mm. I thought I was supposed to be and what was modeled for me and what was, you know, expected of me or any of those other words. And so every day I wake up and remind myself that I'm a manifester. And every day I remind myself what my energy type is here for. And I remind myself to not let myself play small or tiptoe or um, hide or um, shame or any of those ugly words. So just if that's one thing that you learn based on you know, your design, it's always enough. We don't have to know every single, every, every Monique and I want to, and we're doing it at our pace, the pace that feels aligned for us. This is not a race. This gets to be, to unfold in whatever way. But for me, I can tell you without a doubt, I wake up and I remind myself of the energy type and the gift that I'm here to be. And I probably, the very first thing that I do is I lean into my gate five <laughs> because I was ridiculed. Gate five is the one where, you know, I have a lot of patterns and routines and rituals and rhythms and that kind of thing. And I've been, I've been ridiculed a lot for that in my life. And when I saw that that was in my design, I was like, fuck all you bitches. This is the way I get to be in my life. And I love it. And I was completely rocked out of my routine the last 11 days that I've been gone, 12 days, whatever. And so this morning was the first morning I woke up back in my routine and I'm just like, oh, sweet Jesus, I can tell, you know, and it's not like I can't function. It's I'm not, you know, that far, but I see when I lean into that part of me that I had some, you know, um, judgment on for years I, that's where I get to, you guys have heard me say this. I love who I am. And that's part of me learning my design. So there's, you know, two things right out of the gate that I've leaned into every single day on how I, how I use my design in my everyday life. I love you. I love you so much. I really do. You're, you're such a great manifester. <laughs> Thank you're you. such a great manifester to me i just love that you started there i love that you started there i love where you started that um and ended that but i i just i love that you started with the type thing because yeah after um what i said earlier and if you want to just take one thing the type thing when you were talking about that when you were saying that i started to feel it for myself again too the first time i saw that projector video when i say that when i when i hear you talk about that manifester 
um, you know, that that's the, the thing you go to the type thing. And that's one thing that everyone could go to when I was listening to you talk about that um, and watching you speak on that because we can see each other. But um, I felt the projector thing again that first time. And I, I, I tell you, there are still things that I'm learning about being a projector. There's still content that I buy about projector things. And there is still stuff that I learn on my own about uh, art, my type um, for my own personal growth. And I, it, it still does that, that warm blanket feeling to me. It still allows me to feel understood and held and supported and loved in a way that I've never experienced before design. It gives me that feeling all over again. And it feels so good. It's happening again right now while I'm talking about it. It just feels so good. It's like, it's like if the universe could hug you and, and, and be like, you're, you're good. You're good, baby. Like you're good little baby. You're just perfect. Exactly how you are. Any time that you have felt less than or not enough is something else. That is not you. That's not outside of you. you. Yep. Yeah. That's just not, that's not how we were created to be here. That's not how the universe holds us. That's not how the universe supports us. The universe holds us, supports us just like we are. And that's what that feeling is to me. And that's what it gives me. And um, it's so freaking beautiful. And it that's why it's such a clutch place to start. If you're going to lean into this. And I also, everyday life, I use that probably the most uh, uh, for information too. I remind myself that I'm a projector. When I am overwhelmed or overstimulated by the world, which happens a lot to projectors in their regular existence, I remind myself that it's it's okay. I'm a projector. That's why I'm feeling all this so intensely right now. I could step away from it. I could just acknowledge it sometimes and it feels easier. And uh, it doesn't matter, but the I, that's one thing. And when I wake up, I remind myself of that too, because if I'm still carrying stuff from the day before that can happen to me, that's not always, it's, it's like, there are things that run deeper in me and go, um, you know, I absorb way more than the other. Sometimes it takes me a couple of days to let go of something. You know, I can't do it in one day, like some other types can, you know, I have to like, get it all out of me. It was all in me. We're very open. You know, we're very sensitive and all of that's happening every day to me. And so before I used to give myself a lot of shit for that, like a lot of shit. Like I could not handle life. How, like, you know, I, like crying would, would, I hated that I would cry, you know, daily. I love that about myself now. I love that about myself now. That's because I understand my energy. I couldn't have gotten there this quickly without human design information, not for me anyway. Um, and it's beautiful. It's a great feeling. I love that that the silliest things make me cry. And I love that I cry when I'm happy and sad all the time. And that it's really just in me because I have all that vessel of love energy going on inside me. And just like you lean into your gate five, that you said, which is the gate of routines and stuff that makes you feel so good. I love that you started there because my gate 15, which is the connecting one to Amy's gate five, we make that channel together. Um, my gate 15 is about extremes. And that's one that I try and lean into daily. That's one that I try and use daily because again, it's something I used to beat myself up for. And when I go throughout my day, if 
if I feel really, um, I don't, there are some days where I'll do the same exact thing morning after morning. And then there are some mornings that I'll do. I, I just want to, I want to take a way longer time to wake up or I want to, I don't want to shower for like two hours. I'm not even going to start my like wake up routine. There are some days that I wake up and I'm like, God, I got to shower like right away. And I got to like, get out like, and, and, but I don't, I let it be either way now. And I don't let it, I don't make myself feel weird about it. I don't make myself feel bad about it. I don't make myself feel um, awkward. About, I don't know. I, I mean, just uh, there's a million words that come to mind that I used to find a way to make that be a flaw instead of just allowing it to be who I am and accepting it and kind of digging it. Now I've, I'm starting to dig all these ways like that. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cool that I could do that. Like every which way I mean but similar to you I I also have this um like I like to wake up in my own home you know like when you're out of when you're gone for a while and then you get back and you get back into the swing of your thing that's a feeling of comfort in general I think for all of us as types because you get to be more your energy and yourself in your space right that's all part of that too so I think it's I just I love that you started there because um it's a similar place that that's something that I do every day too. I remind myself that I'm a projector and that I'm here to see things. Um, I'm not here to do that. My value is not in how much I, I can do today. When I wake up, uh, there's days I have an undefined route and there are days that I wake up, I feel like I have way too much shit to do and there's no way that I'm going to be able to get it done. And that overwhelm starts to take over me. And I remind myself that that's not my job. I'm not here to go at that pace. I'm here to really just see things. I'm here to slow down, not try and do as many things as anybody else can do because I cannot, I don't have sacral energy. I, I am a non-energy type. And now I know all that and that's like, okay, so what do I see today? And then once I start thinking of it that way, it's like I do more because I, without trying. And um, yeah. Well, you're more intentional about how you're using that, your beautiful energy. Yes. Yes. which is, which is, you know, minus two, it's limited. And I mean, I can say the same thing. I mean, yesterday when I you know, flew back here and, you know, been gone a long time and, uh, and it, I was like, okay, I've got this, 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 and this that I have to do. And then I, I mean, I literally sat with it. And I was like, whew, wow, that's old programming. I don't have to do any of those fucking things if I don't want to. <laughs> and I'm going to, be really, you know, because um, then I knew the week that I had ahead of me and it, that, that programming of, um, a, a heavy to-do list is something that I'm still working on. <laughs> and, um, thanks to you, Monique, you are a beautiful reminder that, you know, I, and so, um, I think that's a big part of our energy is understanding how we're using it. Um, you know, and for those of you that do have a defined sacral, by God, I really, you know, Monique invited you a long time ago to get aligned as fuck. And I'm going to remind <laughs> you of that because like, we really need you guys, you know, and, um, it's just, it's just, in, if that's, we've said this, if that's the one thing I, that's, that's where I'm going to invite you and you could, you could self-teach yourself a lot about your energy type. That is the one element of design that there is a lot of free content about. 
And so, you know, Monique and I did a couple episodes about all the different energy types. So, you know, we're offering that as well, but there are other podcasts or other, you know, ways out there to take that in. Um, I think the second thing outside of, you know, reminding myself that I'm a manifester and leaning into my beautiful gate five that I got a lot of scrutiny for a lot of years. And now I just truly love that about myself. I'm not going to fight it anymore. It's really a part of who I am. And I love it is I, you know, the part of me that I fought for a long time in my design was that I had emotional authority and now I give a lot of thanks and I um, am way more aware of it and being gone for the last 12 days in a bunch of different environments around a bunch of people that have triggered me in my life. <laughs> I got really clear what was going on with my emotional wave. And I'm so grateful because having the abstract and the individual, it was bound to happen in that 12 day time period. And the old me to be really honest, you guys would have tried to numb out. I would have really just wanted to have said, fuck it, whether that would have been with food or booze or, you know, whatever I was choosing anger, God damn, just tons of anger. And I, I, I did things a little differently this time. And that felt good and weird and uncomfortable at moments, but, um, and I, I let myself journal about it and let myself, uh, feel the things versus trying to dismiss them or, you know, stuff them down in whatever way. And, you know, we've talked at, you know, at nauseam about emotional authority, but there are just a lot of great things about your authority to help you make decisions in your life that are most aligned for you. And I no longer do this logical thought-based approach to that. I really lean into where I'm at in my emotional wave to help me make decisions big and small. And I think that's just another area that there's a lot of information available. And I see myself using that every single day in some form of another. And I think you do too, Monique, because you tell me all the time that the things that your spleen's telling you. Yeah, that's, um, that's so beautiful to hear, hear you say, I mean, just being your friend and somebody that's, um, seen you really lean into that emotional authority, because I just, I find that that's gotta be, um, I mean, yes, I do it daily as well. I would definitely speak on that on, on my splenic authority, but I think that the emotional one to lean into that and to be able to gain a sense of decision-making or knowingness or clarity from it because you understand it now as opposed to before is is really cool and really more, more challenging more like a fine tuning fine tuning kind of fine-tuned kind of authority you know what I mean like mm -hmm. I mean I, yes there's fine-tuning involved with using the splenic authority as well right there's a quieting down involved in things that I have to do a little bit but um, to really gain clarity from an emotional center as your authority. It's how you just said it. You know, it's cool that you are. Um, what's an example of how you would do that? Um, like, can you think of something? Um, let's say you're going throughout your day and you're in a, in a certain place in your wave or what, can you give me a, like more words for that? Cause I want to understand it a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I've had a couple of them even just today and, you know, where I've been invited to be a part of something or asked to be a part of something. And while, you know, um, I, I can tell right away kind of how my body feels about it. Certainly if there's an excitement factor to it, I am now honoring it and saying, I'll get back to you. And mm. 
I don't have this like stringent timeline like I used to, you know, where I felt like my responsibility or obligation was to get back to someone immediately because God forbid they wait on me. And now Mm. it's like, wait, 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 I'm going to wait till I have clarity. I don't know exactly when that's going to be for me. Typically it's in the morning. Remember I said, you know, as someone that doesn't have a sacral and based on my gate five and my routine that I create for myself in this morning, in the mornings, I feel very neutral. So that's a lot of times where I can have a lot of clarity to make decisions, but that happens for me a lot. And another way that I would use it is I had someone that invited me to get together this evening. And the old Amy would have said, yes, the people pleasing Amy would have said yes. And knowing what I had on my schedule today, um, I said, Hey, let me know, let you know when I get back. Right. Cause they didn't just ask me today. And I woke up this morning and in my moments of clarity, I was like, you know what, looking at my day ahead, you guys have heard me talk about how I look at my calendar. It's like, what, how can I say more yes to myself? And I knew I was going to need that time this evening for me. So there's just two examples of how I've even just used it today. That's really cool. Um, I think that's so helpful. So, yeah, I like like so much of what you said. And um, I would definitely say that uh, also a few things, you know, you you said before that when I would, um, that I help you when you're like, I have this like giant to-do list and like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, and I, and that's like old programming. And um, as well, you said something earlier that I mentioned about how, when you're learning about these gates, these numbers and stuff, we have a lot of intuitive knowing um, in, in, in ourselves without taking in any other outside knowledge. Both of those, I feel like reference my intuition, right? And that's probably why I said those things. Mm-hmm. And that's that's an example of how I also lean into, I, I have given myself um, a lot more trust and confidence in knowing that I know what, it, that what comes out of my mouth is okay for me to trust. Mm-hmm. Uh, my spleen is a very in the moment authority um, and although it's not directly connected to my throat, I'm, I've leaned into the trust that, uh, my body is all connected. So I can, I can rely on the feelings or the, I hate to say the word feelings because that's not the right word, but the knowingness that comes in the moments for me. And that sometimes takes more practice when it comes to, to speaking, like, because I am, that's where my split happens, but I definitely, definitely find myself trusting my intuitive knowingness because that is my authority. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm meant to trust that fully. That's all, that's all I can rely on or one of the only things I can rely on. So, um, in this, you know, growing up though, and then the first 30 some odd years of my life, almost 40 years of my life, because I only learned about this in my late thirties. I didn't know that that voice carried any weight, that that knowingness carried any weight. I would, I, I, it was always there. There was always things happening. And, um, but I, and now I understand that. And so that's something I lean into every day. So example would be, I listen to those little thoughts or those little quick knowingnesses. Now I don't ask why anymore, or, 
like what like even if they don't make sense so I know I've given the example I think on an earlier episode about like sometimes I'll just hear like I'll see something in my home before I go to leave the house and I'll hear something say bring that with you it's and um and and splenic hits are directive or like they're like instructional almost like like uh you know if you think about it it's about health and survival and instinct so it's very much like move that way don't go that way i don't know it's not like you know it's not like the sacral yes right it's not really like that it's not i don't have a sacral i don't know what a sacral yes feels like i know what it feels like when my body's starting to get excited about something i can feel my uh defined heart energy turning on when something is starting, I can tell when I'm about to have some energy to do some things because I'm getting excited and motivated and I feel my body. It's almost like I can feel like when you turn on an electrical switch a little bit, like I can feel the, some of the like things or cells in my body turning on. It's like, oh, oh, okay. We're about to do something right now. Or, or sometimes once I start a reading, I, I feel that start to happen. It's like all the cells in my body start turning on. And then I'm like, wow, I have a lot of energy right now. I can like do a lot, right? You know, that's sort of minus like this subtle build. And that's a, probably a combination of me being a projector and a splenic authority, but it's like this subtle, like turning on of after I've like, you know, maybe been like taking in all day or something like that. Um, but that's kind of how my day works moment to moment. It's uh, very much like, what am I, what am I feeling right now? And like, what does that mean? That's kind of like how I use my spleen and, and so, uh, like, or not, what does that mean? It is what I'm feeling for me. Is that information for me to use right now? Or is that just information that I'm getting to, for like my awareness? Because sometimes it's not I like, it's just like bring the sweater. I don't really need to know why I'm bringing a sweater. I'm just going to grab the sweater. Like I'll figure like the why will come up, you know, that's kind of how I've leaned into trusting it like that. And see, that all sounds to me like my, the old me would be like, that is very uncertain money. You do that is, you have no answers, first of all, for why you're bringing a sweater. You have no, like, um, you know, you don't know like what's, and, and the, this, the person I've leaned into being and the person who I feel like I am at my core is really quite comfortable with that. When I really break it down, I don't feel um, insecure about not knowing why I'm bringing a sweater. I don't really care. Like I, you know, uh, it doesn't matter, but, I, but my brain thought I needed to know why for sure, for sure. I thought it mattered a lot, you know? And see, this is a beautiful example of what I've said so many times on this podcast. Our body is our greatest messenger and you are leaning in to the wisdom your body is offering and not going up into your logical mind and trying to make sense of it which then dilutes, sometimes extinguishes, you know, the beautiful wisdom that we have. And I love that you are allowing yourself to just embody it and trust it. Because I I asked one of my beautiful clients this morning, she has sacral authority, which we all know that that is super powerful and potent. Well, we don't know personally, but we have witnessed it and experienced it through others. Right. And I asked her and it almost was like, she made a decision yesterday with her gut that would not have been something that she would have done before. Mm -hmm. And I asked her, I said, how did that feel? And she said, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I said, how many times 
Have you let your mind override the decisions that your body is offering you? And then, you know, what, how, what unfolded from there? But I said, I want to ask you how many times you've listened to your gut. She goes, those are always the most beautiful moments. They're always the best. And so this is where we're saying when you just one little nugget of our design and the impact it can have in your everyday life, whatever your authority is, can be so pivotal and impactful. It doesn't have to be all the things that you know. It can just be a couple of the first things. So whenever I hear all my beautiful people saying, but Amy, I don't know that. And I don't know enough. And I don't, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. that not enoughness, we're going to check that shit at the door. Mm-hmm. And we're going to trust the little nuggets of stuff we know right now is enough. And then yeah. how do we get to use that and embody that in our everyday life? You know, you made reference to the fact that you have an undefined root. Well, I have a defined one. And so there are times where I will wake up and I'll be like, yeah, I've gotten Mm -hmm. so much and I'm full of energy for it. And it's great. And I do check in. Here's the thing I do for you, beautiful listeners. I check in. I say, is this pressure to start or do or whatever mine? Or is it imparted on me or projected upon me by someone outside of me? Because if Mm -hmm. it's mine, I am here for it. If Mm -hmm. it's not, we're done here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not doing that anymore. Mm -hmm. And so yesterday that was me checking in. I had all this shit that I thought I had to do. Mm -hmm. And my reality was, no, I didn't. I got to choose. And this is the body wisdom we're talking about. Yeah, that's, that's so true. It's so true. And it's, um, you always say so much that I want to respond to, but uh, it's just really beautiful how you said that. And then I can so relate with that uh, sacral friend that you're uh, speaking about because it's similar. And I just, I think about the decisions that I've, I, I put big, big, big trust in decisions last year for myself, big trust in, in big financial decisions, especially because I, I put money into myself. I invested into myself in different ways. I committed to the retreat that you and I went on financially. That was a big, and that was something that my spleen straight up said, bitch, you need to be there. I knew that I heard it. Soon as I saw them post the thing saying they were doing it, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm meant to be there. I knew I was meant to be there. And when it sold out too quickly and I didn't get a spot, I knew that that was incorrect. I was like, no, 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 wait, I am supposed to be there. I knew it. I kept hearing it. And so I didn't think about how I was going to pay for that when I signed up for it. I didn't think about it at all. I committed to it because I knew in my body, I knew in my spleen, my body that I was meant to be there. Prior to that, um, I, I took a spiritual life coaching course. Also, um, something that I would have the previous version of me would have spent time thinking about doing what should I do that thing? How am I going to, how I would have tried to figure out if I could afford it. I would have um, tried to figure out if I would have committed to something that long. I sometimes struggle with those long commitments. I'm splenic a moment to moment, right? Like a four month, six month program kind of freaks me out sometimes. Like I'm like, wait, do I have the energy for that? I don't know. Like even before I knew design, I knew those things about myself. Right. So but I did, I did it in that program. What happened is I met people. I met people that saw me in a way that I hadn't been quite seen 
maybe ever, maybe in a long time. I don't know. But those people are the people because they saw me and because I'm a projector and I learned through the other, right? I started making these relationships with people and I started to see that I could see myself, how they were seeing me. And, and while I was learning this stuff, I was doing the projector thing again, kind of before I knew I was doing it. That was my spleen probably, but I was learning. I was learning. So all I'm supposed to do supposed to learn, get really fascinated, become an expert, you know, be able to guide people. That's what I'm here to do. Learn about something that like, and that's it. That's really it. I'm not really here to do that much. This like do outwardly. I'm here to learn. And then when invitations start coming, then I can, you know, take it outward. But that's what happened because I followed my spleen. Mm -hmm. That's what happened because I followed my inner authority. And I can look back at life. And, and so those relationships, some of those relationships that I made in that course, I still have ongoing and they're deep. Some of those people helped me get to the root of some things within me that I didn't see that coming. Like, I mean, I've, I've had therapy over one of the things I got through with one of the girls in that group that didn't fully, I thought the therapy got me through that thing, but it didn't. And this, this one conversation with this one human that I met I'm gonna go ahead and say her name, Amy Louise, because her name is Amy, like my other Amy here, but she got me through this one thing that I literally had like, you know, so that's that, those were, that, none of that would have happened if I hadn't listened to that in the moment knowingness and anybody out there that's splenic and listening to this, that is very true for us. Mm -hmm. And, and it's super scary in those moments. I remember the moment I have inner vision, I remember the exact moment that I had to click to commit to the day Luna retreat. I remember when we had to put the $500 deposit down. And I remember that moment being in the car and being like, shit, I can't do this. I, I don't think I could do this right now. I gotta, I gotta wait till I get home. So I could like make sure that my money is okay. And da, da, da. And I was with a friend, a friend I had met through that same spiritual program who didn't finish the program, but still we stayed friends. And um, she said, like, bitch, stop talking to me right now and just do the thing, pay the thing, do the deposit, pay it now. And then we can go on with our conversation because that's how clearly this person saw me in yeah. that moment. And I, that's true for me. Um, if had, I, I don't know, I don't know had I not pulled the trigger in that moment, what would have ensued. I don't know. And, I, and I'll never know. And I don't care, quite frankly, because what happened was awesome. But um, the point of that is that I will, I won't know if I don't trust in the moment. I won't know. And I have to trust in the moment because I can look back now on last year and see the growth that I've had. I know this podcast may not have been here right now happening for us. I know the, the, the level of growth that you and I have had together in the short time that we've done this. I know that's because we're both leaning into our authorities and trusting this process for us, trusting it looks vastly different than if two sacrals were doing this together. We're trusting that yes. and every day. And so I know all that because I'm trusting myself and because I'm trusting my spleen, because mm -hmm. that's reliable for me, not my emotions like Amy, not where I'm at emotionally. That for me, super unreliable. <laughs> if, and which is probably what I was doing. I was probably thinking and like feeling my way through the things, which is like, get out of here with that shit for me. That is not for me. I am not designed like that. 
you know, that's all not self leading the way. And when not self is leading the way, that's not the best, usually not the easiest life for us, you know? Mm-hmm. 100%. That was beautifully shared and so many powerful nuggets for anybody out there that has splenic authority and just further drives home the fact that just one little piece of information about our design, what that can offer, you know, and you made a comment earlier about your, you know, right facing arrows, my top two are left. (laughs) And, you know, if you guys don't know that stuff yet, please do not send yourself down the rabbit hole unless you're so inclined to get curious because there's not a lot of great information about the variable arrows um, available out there. Although, you know, there are, there is some. Not and, for free anyway. Yeah. 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 Um, because it, it is detailed and it's, it's layered. Complex. It's complex and we don't want you going there first. We just mm-hmm. don't. You're not meant uh, to. Yeah. Yeah. But I see for myself on a daily basis that I do like structure and I mm-hmm. do like focus and that's okay. It doesn't yeah. make me rigid. It doesn't make me difficult, you know, and those are some of the things that I've probably been told in my life. And I do like to, you know, have things away and that's also, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Another area, again, please do not send yourself down this rabbit hole either. But if we're talking about how we use it in our everyday life, when I learned about my digestion, which is the top left facing or the top left arrow, again, another time that I just had tears. And because I have an active mind, um, I do require more fuel. And I had a lot of, you know, you guys have shared, you know, 35 year binge eater, definitely body dysmorphia and stuff like that. That's for a whole other, you know, world to talk about, but it was like, oh, but wait, fuel in the form of nutrition fuels my brain for me to function, me Mm -hmm. limiting and restricting myself and being, it limits everything I can do every day. So in the beautiful words of Monique, fuck that noise. I'm going to fuel myself in all the ways. And I'm going to let go of all the judgment that I had on myself and give my body what it fucking needs, maybe for the first time ever. And I am continuing to do that and remind myself of that. And when I feel low and drained, I'm like, oh, did I under you know, nourish myself? Did I not give myself what I needed? Am I not honoring that part of me, which, you know, is mine is direct and there's a whole bunch of stuff to go with that. And we're not going to dig into that, but it's just another area of my everyday life that I, if I didn't have this information to lean into, maybe I would still be on that path that I'd had for so many years, thinking it had to be some other way than what my body is telling me that is right for me, which I love. God, I mean, God, if I, you guys, we have an owner's manual. (laughs) I've said that and said that and said that, and we don't have to know how many of you have an owner's manual for something that you've read start to finish. And if you did kudos to you, I don't have that kind of patience. I go to the tab that I need and get the information that I need in that moment. And then I put the book back down and my imitation is do your design like that. That's so funny. Yeah. What are you curious about today? See if you can find something about it and then integrate it, test it. You, <laughs> one of my favorite things to do when I get something is read the owner's manual start to finish. <laughs> Are you shitting me? I really do. I can't, I don't always do it. It's not Have something you ever that bought I always anything have. from Ikea. 
you're be screwed because there are no words. I love Ikea. It's one of my faves. And it's all pictures. That's the easiest manual. I meant like my car. Like, honestly, my car manual, my car. I, I haven't done this. So don't do that face to me. But the <laughs> car owner's manual. I got my my car was new to me last year. And um, I still haven't read the owner's manual. And it's something that's in my mind that I'm always like, God, I got to get on that. Got to read that owner's manual because I really like to have all of the start to, that's my one line and the projector. What a freak show. I know. Right. When you said that, oh my God, do not refer to yourself as a freak show. I love all the things about you. That's okay. I like being a freak. I have gate of extremes. I'm a weirdo. I've accepted. I like it. I mean, I've always really been comfortable with those words. I know a lot of people aren't, but you're right. I didn't mean freak show in a bad way. I meant it in a good way, (laughs) but anyway, I think, um, I think I totally got myself off topic with that. But what did you say? You said something very poignant at the end of whatever you were telling people to pick a pick a part of the man. Right. Which is which is the way that most people go. And and it is the way that I also go to the manual when I need to. Oh, you go to that tab and you find that thing. And that is a great way um, to look at this. And um, we Amy has a left active arrow and I have a right receptive arrow. So that's still two totally different ways that we're going to digest when we do digest. So um, what Amy was saying about you giving that, being able to give you the feeling like you need food to think. So anyone out there that has a left facing arrow, no matter however we use it, right. There's no right or wrong here. It's however we use it in our everyday life that we're trying to you know, drive home to all of you. And just for me, knowing that information was like, okay, this is true. You know, for me, I, I, I might, I do have true brain fog, see brain fog when I, you know, am low on fuel. And I know that for myself. And I, and I ask myself now, if I'm hungry, if I'm really hungry, is the thing that I like, like, am I like check in, like, am I hungry or am I just around, but maybe around a bunch of people that are hungry? Yeah. Is that what's going on right now? Because it's really interesting, Monique, that you can feel when others are hungry. I I can't say that I feel that. So that's probably your projectorness, you know? I mean, I feel like, I think I can now. I don't, I don't know that I always knew that again, right. This is a new awareness to me, but um, yeah, I think I can. I can always tell when my daughter's hungry, always. I mean, she's my daughter, but she's also consecutive mm-hmm. and left arrow there. Yep. So maybe I can feel it. Cause it's about, I know what's about to go down if I don't feel yeah, it. You know? yeah. But, um, but yeah, there's not, a not much, good. much higher level of hangry surrounding um, the left, the active arrows. And that's because you're, you're brain. So when, when we're talking about digestion and human design, this isn't like the traditional Get, up, get that out of your head, like dieting and digestion and those things. We're talking about digesting information. We're talking about digesting people. We're talking not right. just food. Yes. We start with food because it's simple for us to think about, but we're talking about digesting everything. Mm-hmm. And, and so Amy's doing it in this active, 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 active way. Think about that, right? Whereas I'm meant to do it in this receptive way. So if I'm in, if I'm trying to like, take it, you know, I might get overwhelmed, right? I, maybe I need to digest slower than Amy does or, you know, whatever, maybe it takes me longer, you know, all of that plays into that too. So, um, and maybe it is my projectorness that I can kind of feel other people's hunger, but that's something I never, it never occurred to me to ask myself that question before design. Right. And that's something that I, I have leaned into. Um, and I'm not, I mean, I've been very comfortable with my body probably for 
um, I'm going to say the last like probably three or four years. Um, and, and that's been no small journey for, for people listening. It's not like I'm, you know, and I'm not, I don't know that I'm by any means what society would consider like well-bodied, but I feel well-bodied in myself. And, um, and isn't that all that matters? That is all that matters. I that seriously is all that don't give a fuck what anybody else thinks as long as I'm good with it. And yeah, that but, is the damn journey. <laughs> and that is the damn journey, especially for me. My main sun gate is gate 46. That is the love of the physical self. So guess what? If I don't like my body, then nobody likes me. That's how I feel kind of, because that's my main energy about myself. And, um, and, uh, you know, and by, by, uh, being able to love the, the vessel that I'm in, I'm able to do the thing that I'm here to do. Right. Like that's all part of my design too. Um, and don't you think you think about that throughout the day? Like if we're talking about how you use design yeah. in your everyday life, don't you, I know you do. Oh, I, I was just going to say something about that. Yeah. You're like reading my mind. I was going to say, I, I think that, uh, learning my vessel of love and that incarnation cross piece and those like the 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 gates in my G center. Uh, I've learned a lot about those, especially recently, because the gate 15 that I've already mentioned is in my G center. Uh, gate 46 is my main sun gate. That's in my G center. Gate 10 is uh, love of right. I'm not gonna, it's not love of self. That's not what it's called, yeah, it but is. it's, um, I mean, that's basically what it is. Yeah. Self, self. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then gate 25 was the one I was going to, that's gate 10 also in your, in my G center and gate 25. That's the other gate that, so those four gates make my incarnation cross vessel of love. And the 25 is a uh, love of spirit love, like, uh, ch this childlike. So I was going to reference gate 25. That is a gate that for me, um, gate, people with this gate sometimes can struggle with understanding why people do the things they do. It's a, it's a childlike innocence. It's a, it's a love of like everything. It's not like, a, like, an I love you, Amy. I love this leaf. I love that butterfly. I love the dirt. I love my toe. I, love, I mean, it's like, yes. it's like a love of everything. It's like a spirit love. And so because I know this about myself now, um, I, I, I'm about to cry just, just because of how much that means to me, but because I've learned this about myself right now, um, now at this point in my life, I'm able to not hold other people to that. And that gives me a freedom to, um, to be that without expecting others to be that too. Yes. Um, and, and yes, you're right. When you say, uh, do I think about that daily? I think about that daily. That for sure comes up in my life daily. And, um, you know, that's, that's who I am. And that's how I'm meant to go through this existence. But before I knew that, that was a lot um, harder or yes. it didn't feel fair or it didn't feel like, like a good gig, like how, like, you know, all the time when in reality, it is a great gig that I got dealt, I think now, right. you know, it is goddamn beautiful. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it is freaking amazing that I get to, to have this design, you know, that I get to be the one to remind people how beautiful that leaf is or whatever the fuck, but yeah. <laughs> I just, um, that is something, yes, you're right. And, and maybe not everyone's incarnation cross the wording is like as easy to like get because vessel of love is pretty, I mean, yeah. garden, right. You had to dig in a little there, but, uh, 
for me, um, it's, it's, it goes with all of that, that we're talking about that physical body love, that love of self, that whole journey of self-acceptance and self-love and all of that, that, that has been my journey in a large part. It's, um, and so it makes sense that as I'm coming into my, um, what's not the Saturn return, what's the one after that? Uh, Oh, you're doing the Uranus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That I'm coming into this now, right. Um, fully and understand, understanding it and feeling it in this way because Uranus return, just so you guys know, is around ages 38 to 40 or 42 or something like that around there. Um, I'm right. I'm, I'm right in there. And, uh, and I just think that it's, um, maybe why I'm feeling those, that incarnation cross peace a lot, or maybe because it has been my journey a lot of my life, but yes, that understanding the fact that I'm this projector that's penetrating and absorbing, that I have this vessel of love incarnation cross, that I'm able to see life in this very loving way. And that that's how I feel it all the time, that I'm wildly open and sensitive in a lot of ways that I have, um, uh, you know, the ability to take on other people and see them in a way that not everybody can. All of those things are things that I think about every day that have with a limited amount of energy that you're not meant to be push, push, pushing, like all the things you've already said encompassed. I am gifted enough to get to see you experiencing that daily. And so you listeners, these are like everything that she just shared is a product of her allowing herself to learn about her design, honor it, deep acceptance for it and then allowing herself to surrender into it. Mm. And it doesn't, it's, you don't have to know all of these things. Remember, you know, Monique and I are some of the human design unicorns where we really want to know more and more, but it's not because we have to, it's because that's where our curiosity takes us. Mm -hmm. And one last thing that I would like to share about that I feel like I lean into daily are the areas of my life that I see from my past and um, like the pretending to be certain and always feeling like I had something to prove. We talked about those in those energy centers, um, feeling like I have something to prove is I have a completely open heart center and pretending to be certain is in my undefined Ajna. And I don't have to do either of those. If I don't know, I don't fucking know. And that's okay. If I want to learn great, if I don't, that's okay. I don't have to learn it. And I truly have nothing to prove. And so I check in with myself almost daily. Am I letting those energies drive me in a way that's no longer aligned for me? I didn't know that it wasn't aligned before. So there's nothing I can do about that. But now that I know with this information, You guys have heard me say before, knowledge without action, I feel like is clutter. And so once I've learned this stuff, how can I put it into action? And that's what I'm talking about. That's what we're trying to incorporate today into this episode is what little nuggets you might know, or I don't care if you know everything about the system, how are you allowing yourself to integrate it into your everyday life for the greater good for Mm -hmm. you first for you, and then how it can have that impact in others. And Mm -hmm. that is something that is so fascinating to me and has been so life-changing. And I know it has been for you too. And there's not another human design junkie out there that I think would say anything different. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, me too, for sure. And you, you, um, your whole uh, that you're not here to prove anything. Um, I've seen you lean into that, and I, I love seeing that too because with a undefined, completely open heart, like you have, you're not here to prove anything, and uh, and knowing that is empowering. Um, you know, knowing that I have a defined heart, I will say that's something that I think about in my daily life now that I didn't before. Um, I never kind of realized how pushy I could be <laughs> a little bit sometimes. And so I'm grateful for that. I'm so yeah. grateful that I, I get to witness that you call it pushy. I call it direct or intentional mm-hmm. or passionate or, and I want to witness that so that I can say, God, man, thank you for showing me what I want, you know, that I mm-hmm. want to be experiencing. And then when I'm with you or it plugged into your energy, I feel more empowered to be like that, which feels delicious. Yeah. yeah which is beautiful for you because you're maybe a more aligned human, but it can make other people yes. uncomfortable. Oh, my, so, I can tell you times where it has. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is something that I'm aware of. I will say, I'm, I'm not trying to change who I am. Right. I'm somebody with a defined ego. I mean, I'm good at, there are times where I am trying to prove something or I'm here to prove a point, right. Or make up whatever. But, um, but I, I do um, try and be aware of it. I, I, you know, I don't, I, I can see where in the past it may have scared people off where I could have maybe gotten my point across in a different way and use that to find hard energy. A different, you know what I mean? So that's something that I'm aware of too, uh, just since you brought it up right now at the end. Um, but yeah, I think it's really awesome that um, the way that you put it too, is you don't, you really don't need to know a lot about this to be able to play with little parts in your daily life. I remember when I first learned I was splenic and I just, one of the first things I learned was like, oh, um, it's intuitive. So I heard the word intuitive. So I've like, you know, I've always been like into like witchy and mystical things as, so I know what that word, right. I'm familiar with that feeling. Um, what I didn't know is like how to, I didn't think I had any intuitive gifts necessarily is what I didn't think. Right. Um, learning that I had this, I was like, oh, am I psychic? Wait, what? I gotta look into this. So, uh, but I remember talking about this really early on with one of my friends and she's not into design, but she's into spirituality and other things of that nature. And she said, um, you know how I started tuning into my intuition or figuring out my intuitive hits, whatever she called them at the time were, uh, she's like, I would just do it. Like it, like if I was waiting for an elevator, I would be like, try and guess which one's going to come next and just see if I was right. And I swear to shit, Amy, when I tell you that, like when my friend Melissa told me this, I was like, okay, that's cool. I'll play with that. So when my daughter, where I take her to school, I have to like park in a grocery store parking lot, take an elevator downstairs to walk her to school in the morning. Don't ask, but that's a lot of the morning process. So I started doing it in the mornings there with the elevator. And I would just try and see if I was right. And a lot of the time, and at first it wasn't always like clear. I don't know. I felt like I was just guessing or whatever, but it started to be right a lot. And then I would do it with other things. Like, like is the train uh, things going to go down? Am I going to catch the bridge on the way to work? Dumb things that I would just think of daily. Like, um, see, I don't think those and- are dumb. Those are building your trust muscle. Right. But that, well, yeah, I thought at the time they were silly little things. Um, and I remember at the time when, when my friend told me to do it, I was like, well, yeah, I guess I could, that's, that's fun. I can do that. Too. It's fun. That's the idea here though, people. So if you're splitting, you don't have to go that deep. Don't even go that deep. Right. Just start to see what intuitive hits start coming throughout your day. You would be surprised. I started to realize, oh, 
wow, it's not so much psychic. Like, I don't know what's going to happen to you tomorrow, but I know what's going to happen to me moment to moment is what I started to learn. I know what's happening around me moment to moment. I can tell now when someone's about to walk into the bar I work at. Almost always I'm right. Mm -hmm. I can be outside, but I know someone's coming to Amy. Oh my God. Amy surprise visited me, you guys, at my job. I'm just telling the whole world right now. And when she did, I swear to shit, she just, she totally did this. It was like one of the best nights of my life at work. She walked in and when I saw her coming, it's not that I knew Amy was going to surprise me, but it was like almost as I was laying eyes on her, I knew it was Amy. It was like my body sensed it almost before my mind processed who I was looking at. It was like, I felt it. And um, that's what I learned. I learned I do have intuitive abilities and this, this like whateverness. Um, but yeah, that's 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 a great way to start playing with it. If you're somebody that um, has a defined spleen, you don't even have to be spleenic authority. You can have a defined right. spleen and start playing around with some of those things. And I have because um, I do have a defined yeah. spleen. These are yeah. these are all the ways that you can you know use little nuggets yeah. of the knowledge so that you have. Hopefully we offered you some specific ways. And um, as always, we trust and have uh, so much faith in that you're going to take something from these episodes and, and, and be able to apply it in a practical way and integrate it and use it. And um, and if not, you tell us, okay? We'll work right. on it a little bit. But I think we're doing a pretty good job of covering some bases here. And, and I hope that it's uh, landed for somebody out there. And we love you so much. Yes, so much. And this, if this does nothing else, hopefully it helps you align yourself to really, really deep intentional self-love because that's what we're here for. We're here to help you love yourself and your beautiful design exactly as you are because everybody else is already taken. So why not just live into who you are? Yep. Yeah. It's way easier that way. I promise. Yep. (laughs) We're here to tell you our lived experiences and that's what we have come to find out. So yeah, maybe right, not a beautiful first, human. Feel yep. easier. Sorry, <laughs> talking over you. He's like trying to wrap up, and I'm like still talking. Okay, uh, we'll wrap it up. We'll, we'll talk about this on the next one. <laughs> oh my we god, we love you, beautiful well, humans. Yep, we love you. Until the next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. We hope you found it inspiring and digestible. If you like what you heard, it would mean a lot to us if you'd take a moment to follow us so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And if you're feeling really generous, please share and review our podcast as long as it's a five-star review. Otherwise, never mind. Maybe just keep that to yourself. And lastly, if you're new to human design or just curious to learn more about your own, Amy and I both have offerings for that. We also have an extensive human design community that we belong to. So if we don't feel like the right fit, we can certainly guide you to someone who is.